Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I repeat, Tyreek Hill is a Miami Dolphin. This offseason gets weirder and weirder. Hayden Winks first. We need to start off with a compensation. So, Chiefs are trading six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks after what we just saw with Devontae Adams. A first-rounder and a second-rounder, 29 and 50 overall in this upcoming draft, and then a fourth-rounder in this year's draft, as well as a fourth and sixth-round pick in the 20. 23 draft. Hayden, this is a 28-year-old wide receiver in Tyree Kill. Almost one of one in terms of style, skills at the wide receiver spot. A lot of draft picks, though, and it comes in hand with a brand new contract as well for Tyreek. Yeah, so I, I don't really love trading first and second round picks for the right to play somebody or pay somebody the most money at their position or the second most money at the position. I would like it more if this was a win now team going all in. And you always talk about win now windows right yep. now Tua has got two more years on his rookie deal. I think that's the the time for this roster to try to win a super bowl or compete for one. Cause when once Tua's contract goes up or Teddy Bridgewater's contract goes up, if, if I will, it's going to be tough, especially as a 28 year old wide receiver if they think that their win now window is right now, sure, I wasn't as convinced, but some people out there certainly are. We will dive into the Chiefs end of this. I do want to start off with the Dolphins, and it's a couple names here. One, as you said, this gives them an environment to evaluate to, to a of Iloa. Uh, obviously, you have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson, who you just brought in, Mike Kosicki, who's on the franchise tag, an offensive line leader in Teron Armstead. Uh, running backs now in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Heck, they even signed a fullback because that's what, you know, a young genius in Mike McDaniel wants to do with all these personnel groupings. But the Dolphins also own two first-round picks in the 2023 first round as well. Like, this is now a perfect environment to evaluate the quarterback that really was a main reason why you switched over your head coaching job because there were some disagreements inside the building. From my seat, I'm excited to see how it works because when just thinking about Tyreek Hill, oftentimes he's viewed as just a vertical playmaker. And Hayden, he, he's more than that. We're going to show some clips right now on the feed. He's more than that. He can create instant separation and absolutely win after the catch. But let's first start off with that downfield element. I know you want to say something about this too. 
because Patrick Mahomes ranked seventh in the league with 76 attempts of 20 plus yards last season. That was almost four per game. Tua, on the other hand, ranked 30th with 29, about 2.2 per game. Tyreek Hill alone saw 28 deep targets last year. So there's going to be a lot of concern if the fit is right with Tua. To me, it is because, again, Tyreek can win in multiple layers and, and portions of the defense. But maybe that one vertical element that we love so much that makes him so different might not be there as much here in 2022 and beyond. Yeah, just talking about how they're going to use the personnel. I think that Jalen Waddle is going to stay in the slot. He was 60% slot. Uh, Tyreek Hill is also 53% slot. And then obviously you have Mike Isicki. So there's a lot of things going on with the personnel groupings. But I think what's going to happen is Jalen Waddle is more or less going to stay in that same position. And Tyreek Hill is going to play more outside this year than he did previously. And he'll be the vertical threat. And then Jalen Waddle will kind of be the more uh, gadgety player underneath. But I mean, seriously, like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, like the overlap in skill sets is like almost identical. I, I think Tyreek Hill is better than, than Jalen Waddle right now. But like, it's going to be weird how they fit all of this in. They signed the fullback, the Cedric Wilson. Uh, Gesicki doesn't block that much. I don't know how the snaps are going to be divvied up and especially so, the targets. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point that there are some overlapping skill sets there. I might argue that in San Francisco, there are very different types of wide receivers, but Debo Samuel and Brian Nayuk at the core of their evaluations, they are somewhat similar, you know? And so this is prioritizing certain skill sets that are very, very tough to find. I mean, arguably this is the fastest wide receiver duo in the league, period. Oh, for, now, sure. For, yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. And we know that in San Francisco where Mike McDaniel, you know, is coming from that tree, it was all built on yards after catch opportunities. And just for reference, Debo Samuel topped the list at 10.8 yards per catch on average per reception last year, which is unbelievable. Jamar Chase was at 7.8. Jalen Waddle during his rookie season was 4.4. I would say a lot of that was probably tied to the play calling and also the quarterback he was attached to and where you know the routes were, were finished. Um, we know he has more in the tank than that. Tyreek Hill is actually about the same during his career at about 4.6. But, you know, some of that is the RPOs that they ran a lot of with the Chiefs. And some of that is because of these deeper targets and not necessarily close to the line of scrimmage. Again, to me, the skill set is there for both of these dynamic players to win with the ball in their hands. And some of it comes from, you know, forced missed tackles. We talked about that with Ayuk and Kittle and Debo. Tyreek had the 10th most missed tackles forced last season and Jalen Waddle was the 17th. Those I'm sure we're going to see another level, another degree of this year, even if whatever your evaluation is of the quarterback that they're attached to. Yeah. I was going to say it's going to be, I think harder to evaluate the quarterback because they're just going to have these guys that just rip off 80 yard touchdowns, but uh, that's not going to be such a bad problem for the Dolphins to have. Yeah. I had Waddle at seventh in screens, Tyreek at 14th in screens. So you're going to still get some of that element. I do not think for just for, for fantasy purposes for, for Jalen Waddle for a second, I'm not sure he's going to get that same, same exact volume anymore. And right. I had to move him down the rankings a little bit. I'll pull him up in a second, but looking at just what the 49ers offense has been the last couple seasons uh, last year, they were uh, 28th in pace the previous two seasons, 31st and 20th in pace. It's historically been, a very slow moving offense because they run the ball at such high neutral pass rates. Uh, last year, the 49ers were 29th in pass attempts, the previous two 15th and 29th. So I think you're going to see a, a, a little bit of a downgrade in overall pass attempts for the dolphins. They'll probably be winning more ball games. Uh, so I think you have to move Jalen Waddle down a couple spots here. I don't think they're going to be forcing him 
as many screens when they can throw the ball to Tyreek Hill down the field. And at the core of it, once again, sorry to keep using that word, but Mike McDaniel also wants to run the ball. Like, yeah, for sure. Again, coming from the tree that he does, if the defense cannot stop your running game, you're just going to keep peppering it over, spamming it over and over again. That's going to be more difficult in Miami than it was in San Francisco because the offensive lines are, are drastically different in, in, in terms of talent. As much as I like to say that Tyreek Hill is more than just a vertical player, man, those plays, though, make him special. Like the plays where they do run two high defenses or it is that single and then, you know, Patrick Mahomes is able to buy some time and unleash these 65-yard arrows from the opposite hash marks. We're not going to get any of that anymore. I mean, Tua, to his fairness, I think we will. was a pretty good vertical passer back at Alabama. And it was so funny now to think of it, how loaded all of those wide receivers were that he was attached to during his days with the Crimson Tide. Well, guess what? He gets it all over again. And uh, I, I know that it's easy to say this, at least on paper, this is a make-or-break season for Tua, more than it ever has been. And once again, they still have enough draft capital to make a pretty, pretty significant change if they want to next season and the right quarterback uh, pops up for them. And it's not even mentioning like the Cedric Wilsons of the world who, you know, with Dallas played inside and outside. It's that versatility. It's, it's that added element. We know nothing of Mike McDaniel as a play caller, and we're going to find out in the first three weeks a whole, whole lot about this Dolphins team. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is we have to figure out what the 12 personnel groupings are going to look like uh last year the dolphins were dead last in amount of pass attempts uh in 11 personnel the 49ers were 26 so neither of these offenses use that much 11 personnel compared to the rest of the league now with different actual players we could see a little bit of an uptick in 11 personnel but right now like cedric wilson like that money seems kind of like a waste at this thing the franchise tag on gesicki is a little bit interesting and the same thing with they have the Devontae parker contract as well to me all the secondary assets i don't really want to bother uh in fantasy i just right. want some some tyree kill and some jalen Waddle because those are going to be the guys that are getting all the scheme touches same thing like chase edmonds like chase edmonds those like uh screens that we were thinking that we might be getting like no yeah. there's no reason for for any of those anymore and i even wonder if it's going to be more 21 personnel than 12 personnel because yes. of signing alec ingold yeah. as well okay i think we've covered it there on the miami end i know that investing like the 11th most money in a player per year at the wide receiver position is very interesting team building, but I'm just excited from a, a viewer, from an entertainment perspective of all these, like really just Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kilbing on the same field, at the exact same time. The dolphins are watchable. They were not watchable. They are watchable. We, we did not even watch them uh, in, in December. <laughs> now we have an excuse to watch them. I'm excited for that. Don't tell on us. Okay. We got to talk about the chiefs end of this now. Because holy hell, this changes a lot. Again, Tyreek Hill was arguably the most important wide receiver to his team's success over the last few years. And if not, he was number two behind Devontae Adams. I mean, his style perfectly matched with Patrick Mahomes as, as we outlined. Now, the Chiefs are likely bringing in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They have a 32-year-old, soon to be 33, with Travis Kelsey. Chiefs arguably have done a really poor job of bringing in a third consistent option over the years through the draft. They, you know, tried that with Mikko Hardman. Um, they tried it with Cornell Powell. Um, they tried to bring in Juju last year. They got him this year. We have all summer to wonder what the Chiefs might look like, but what's your early reaction, early read? Well, the last two seasons, they addressed the offensive line with some more of the ass kicker types. They bring in Juju, who's a little bit more of a willing run blocker in the slot. 
I wonder if we're not going to see them pass quite as much, but immediately they're going to spend this 29th overall pick on one of the wide receivers we just talked about in our last video. Jamison Williams, remember those those highlights? I can see a little bit of a replacement there. MVS, if they do end up coming to terms with him, you're at least getting some functional play. I think like the biggest thing is what they're going to end up trying to do with Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman has been a slot gadget player. That's where Juju is. Like I, I it was w- once the Juju signing happened, I w- I didn't tweet it, but I almost tweeted, "Why do we have their top three receivers all playing in the slot?" Like that That's doesn't true. make too much sense to me. So I'm not sure what they're going to do outside of drafting a number one receiver on the outside. So pl- players like Juju and Nicole Hardman. Travis Kelsey, I moved even Clyde Edwards Lair, I moved them all up. But Drake London, Jameson uh Williams, a Traylon Burks, one of those guys is coming to Kansas City. And one of those guys, we're gonna be ranking him as the number one wide receiver prospect once we get the landing spot. But I think that's what's gonna happen here immediately. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Chiefs just went through a whole bunch of ups and downs with their offense this past season. I mean, I mentioned that, you know, Tua was third in terms of lowest intended air yards per attempt last season. Patrick Mahomes was seventh, but the difference with him is, again, he has that added element of the 20-plus yard passes. But, like, these two deep shells at points gave the Chiefs a lot of fits last season to the tune of, like, 14 yards, 56 yards, 63 yards, 37 yards, 22 yards for Tyreek Hill in, in some of these contests. Not saying that that's like a misuse of talent or whatever, but they didn't have enough answers at all at all times until it got to like the second half of the season when they finally did uncover all the answers. We've talked about with Mecole in the past that his value only pops up when Tyreek Hill would have an absence. I still think he doesn't know how to play wide receiver, period. Like that's a really simple statement yes. to make. But just in terms of being in the right alignment and doing the right thing on – hots and reads and all this type of stuff it just doesn't seem like it's there um so part of me also wonders and smart people like ben fennel on twitter have pointed out well maybe the chiefs are kind of going to move away from the rpo stuff that they've run the last two years which has been like a real real staple for them i trust andy reed to fix this offense especially now we have two first round picks two second round picks two third round picks and a fourth round pick this is a lot of ammunition in a wide receiver group that we talked about has some real the fastest on paper ever in NFL combine history. So I'm excited now to see another layer, another era in Kansas city with Patrick Mahomes still at the helm, which matters the most. Yeah. This is like kind of a long term trade for the chiefs. Like the chiefs, like kind of low key have been in a little bit of cap trouble this off season. They have not been making that many moves. This kind of clears their books for the next couple of years as Patrick Mahomes, price tag gets higher and higher because the, the draft picks they're getting, that's a lot of cheap contracts where they can fill out their roster. This was not a deep roster at any spot. Um, so I, I think that this will help them in the long term. It obviously lowers their chances of winning a Super Bowl this year, but I think maybe three years from now, we look, we look at this trade. If they can hit on one of these first or second round picks, I think that one of them, maybe both of them could be on wide receivers a, or another elite tight end type of prospect. And we kind of go from there. So I don't think it's the worst case for the Chiefs if you're looking at it for like the next three years instead of just like this year. Um, and we're still waiting on the Marquez Vada Scantling contract, but that seems to be something that absolutely is is going to happen and is down the pipeline. I also wonder, again, if that's your vertical element, there are other vertical elements that you can bring in that, again, maybe you have two players that take on the skill set of the one player that Tyree Kill has if they want to find someone who is a bit more consistent in the one to seven to 10 to 12 yard 
areas of the field versus versus an MVS. Well, that so. should be that should be Juju. Like I think Juju's going to get pepper be. with targets in Great that area. Point. And I think if, if if it's Juju MVS, and then you find the third uh, wide receiver in the first round of this draft. I think that's not the absolute worst thing. Obviously, it's a downgrade. Um, this actually puts a lot of pressure on Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey hasn't Huge. missed time ever. Like he hasn't missed time since I even graduated high school uh, three years ago. Uh, he he is getting older. He's getting older, and he needs to stay healthy this season. There's probably more pressure on him this year than there has been um, in the last five. All right, let's take a look at some of these ADPs. This is over on Underdog Fantasy. If you've never played, fantasy football never ends. In fact, it is starting right now. You can enter drafts right now. Superflex, regular pre-draft best ball. We have all those rookies that we mentioned that might land on the Chiefs. And let's go through a couple of these names. On underdog right now, you all are drafting Tyreek Hill as the wide receiver five. You are drafting Jalen Waddell as the wide receiver 10. We talk about it at times, Hayden, with a lot of these other teams. It is absolutely possible two wide receivers can finish in the top 12 scoring at their own position on the same team. It's a pretty big jump to do that with the Miami Dolphins versus what we've seen from the last few years with them. Yeah, those teams, those pairings, that's when they don't have any other secondary weapons. And I think that Gasecki and uh, Cedric Wilson, they paid some money in Devontae Parker. Like, that's enough to kind of compete. The big thing is we, when we talked about the pace and the neutral pass rates, so that's where I think it's going to be harder for them. So I moved Tyreek Hill. I had him inside my top 10. Uh, and for half PPR, I moved him down uh, to 18th overall. And then Jalen Waddle, I have right next to Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Deontay Johnson, in the wider in in the 40th overall range, he was previously going about 23rd overall. So uh, Jalen Waddle takes a decent size hit for me. Um, I still think that Tyree Kill is going to be the one there. I think he's just like too elite of a talent, even for Jalen Waddle. Juju now being drafted by all of you at wide receiver 37. Um, I'm even still looking for Marquez Valdez Scantling because that's a name that's going to be on the tongue for everyone for wide receiver 68. Hayden, that might jump 25, 30 spots, if not more than that. Yeah, for sure. I, starting with Juju, I moved him up to 57th overall. This is assuming that some first-round type of talent is going to be coming in there or another free agent signing. Uh, but this is no doubt about it. Juju could get peppered with targets. If Travis Kelsey yeah. misses any time, Juju Smith is going to be that check-down guy. If they are playing two high shells, I think Juju is part of the answer to that equation. So I want to be kind of higher on Juju. The fact that Juju came back and played that last game for the Steelers, I think is a kind of a, a credit to him coming back from some of those injury concerns. So I'm going to be high. I mean, MVS, I'm the biggest MVS fan on the planet. It's about to go to the freaking moon. So, you know, I'm going to be high on him uh, compared to ADP. Yeah. Wide receiver 68. That might sell closer to wide receiver 38, if not higher uh, in, in a week or two. All right. Again, you can go play on underdog fantasy right now. Do it. If you've never tried best ball, it's God's game, the best game out there. We match your first deposit. Just use promo code the show up to $100 and boom, it's there in your account. And for you Chiefs fans, Chiefs Kingdom, you're going to be taking a wide receiver early on in this draft. We just talked about the top five that are most often linked with the top 32 picks in April's draft. So go and watch that video as well. Highlights, pros and cons for each player's game. All right, everyone. If there's more trades, you know where to find us right here. Hayden, Josh, talk to y'all soon. See ya.